what is influencing you in life what is influencing you in life and i was able to um teach on um the basics um just to give a little bit of intro um to it so i would do a, a recap a short recap for us to know where we um, took from and for the benefit of giving those the, who were not here yesterday the chance to also listen to um, what we started yesterday. And so we started by that definition, um, influence. And I explained to you based on what the English dictionary uh, said about influence that it is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself and then the synonym for influence is control or impact or effect so when we talk about the word influence we are actually talking about um, the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone so when something begins to take effect and um, um, i was able to even go down to explain that when we look at that word capacity i mean uh, may probably the size how big it is so we can usually have a level of influence and in this life that you are living in you must be mindful of what is influencing you i was able to explain to you that one of the things that the enemy used in influencing adam and eve was words and that is why as believers we must be mindful of the words that come to us because some words can totally change the direction that god has given unto you and we looked at what paul even said about the galatians in galatians 5 verse 7 to 9 where bible says that um, said that you were doing so well galatians 5 7 to 9 please you can post the scripture here you were doing so well who made you stop obeying the truth how did he persuade you it was not done by god who calls you it takes only a little yeast to make the whole batch of dough rise as they say and so paul was speaking to the galatians because um, according to the book of Galatians, it is being told that the Galatians um, began to turn away from the truth, that is the gospel, and, and started giving their attention towards uh, things that were not in accordance to the will of God. So Paul was speaking to them and making them understand that they were really doing so well. But today, they have decided to leave the truth and go for other doctrines which appears not to be true and um, once again i was explaining that this this is where you must be very very careful especially when it comes to the gospel because some people have allowed themselves to hear things that's probably their itchy ears was leading them to hear and that led that has led them into um, accepting certain 
messages that has no um, that has no um, source okay from the word of god has no connection or link with the word of god so as believers we you see and this thing that i'm saying when you happen to be in church and you listen to the word of god and you don't understand something you are supposed to make the effort to go through your bible that is why as believers when you're going to church or even listening to the word of god even as a believer you need to read your bible because sometimes it is not everything that the pastor will say that is right or everything that someone who is preaching the word of god is right because sometimes the message that the person will be preaching may appear not to be the right thing so what if all the things that i'm saying is wrong are you here with me what if what i am telling you is wrong and i'm saying this um to to explain something based on those of us who don't like reading our bible who don't like reading the word what if the word of god being preached there is something wrong with it that means that you are being led away that was what was happening to the galatians so let us be careful of what we hear what we receive because sometimes what we may be receiving may not be what jesus christ is actually saying or what god has actually said in his word and i even gone went far to explain that um, we are living in a world today where many people have been in ghana have been deceived that um it's okay to even be naked in the church um and and it, it's, it's it's a direction you know i remember um some time i was um watching this video of a a man of God who entered into the church and was uh, treating the church members like they were um, restless, carry one on the on the shoulder and put the person on chairs. I was like, what is happening? And we did, all these things are, are meant to be seen as directions. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. That nowhere in the Bible is it told that Jesus carried someone threw the person to the ground use the person to hit the ground or people were being stepped upon as direction i remember some time i also watched a video of church members who were being told to chew grass grass and it was direction church members were being told to chew worms and that was the direction so you see if you don't take care you might think that everything that is being said is all right and that happens to people who don't study the word and read the bible people some people also come to church and when they hear the word of god they don't have understanding instead of them to go further to even ask questions or even go to the pastors and make um research and know and um, get understanding they wouldn't do it so they'll just be there they'll just be there being fed with wrong doctrines you know and i'm saying that all these things is very very wrong yet yeah, some have even gone further to say that um the the bible um a part of it is not true it's a lie it's a lie in the book of revelations john was able to explain that um and jesus christ jesus christ told him getting to the end of revelation jesus told him that anyone that would take 
even a word that is spoken from the Bible will be punished. And anyone that will add up something that is not in the word as well will be punished. Oh, yes. So let us be very mindful of the things that we are seeing in the world in relation to the gospel truth. Hallelujah. And so I continued by even um, sharing on how Paul even used the yeast. And I was able to explain to you that. Just a second. I was able to explain that the yeast, okay, we add yeast. Usually you don't even see the yeast. Paul was able to say that the yeast, a little yeast to make the whole batch of dough rise. It is actually the yeast that makes the bread rise. So when you see bread becoming big, uh, by a big like that, it is actually the yeast that is in it. And you may not even see the yeast all over the bread, but all you see is that the bread has become big. That is the same way it's very important for you as a believer to know what is influencing you because that thing that is influencing you, sometimes you may not even know and see it, but by the time you realize you have been influenced and it has become very big, that is why influence happens to be the capacity to have an effect on the character. Matthew 13 verse 33 again said that Jesus told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like this. A woman takes some yeast and mixes it with 40 liters of flour until the whole batch of dough rises. So yeast is able to make something rise. And that is why as believers, we must be careful of what makes us, us rise in this life. Because that thing, that, that yeast, that yeast, the influence, may it be, um, will it be evil or will it be positive? Very, very, very important. And so let us watch out for the particular thing that is influencing us in this life because it may be something negative which will not lead us into the kingdom of God. I further went down to start um, um, talking about the four kinds of influence. And yesterday, I think I shared with you um, two of them, which happen to be the um, sensual influence and then the worldly or earthly influence. And um, the scriptures, the scripture taken was from James chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, where the Bible says that, and there are there people among you who are wise and understanding. They are to prove it by their good lives, by their good deeds, performed with humility and wisdom. But if in your heart you are jealous, bitter, selfish, don't sin against the truth by boasting of your wisdom. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven. Bible says it's essential, earthly, and demonic. And so here we find um, three of them, which happens to be the sensual influence. The second one happens to be the earthly influence. And then the third one happens to be the demonic or the devilish influence and then we come to verse 16 bible says that where there is jealousy and selfishness there is also disorder and every kind of evil and then verse 17 bible says that 
but their wisdom from above. And so we have the fourth one, which happens to be the godly influence. The godly influence. And I, I want to say this, even as I'm preaching, that every believer must be influenced in a godly way. If you are not influenced in a godly way as a believer, then it is the other way that you are being influenced by the other three. So what is influencing you? And so that is why as a believer, you must be ready to feed yourself with the word of God and not feed yourself with the things that are in the world. If you call yourself a believer and yet you are struggling with worldly songs, you are struggling with worldly things, you are struggling with the excitement of this world, then that means that you are being influenced by the negative things of this world. And I was able to tell you that, you see, when it comes to the um, things of the world, it's a stage, one stage after the other. So we start with a sensual influence, which happens to be um, um, relating to or involving gratification of the senses and physical, especially pleasure. So when we talk about the sensual, I'll come back again to teach more on the sensual influence. But it talks about um, having to do with pleasure. And I was able to um, use the, um, the story of the prodigal son from Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 13, where Bible told us that there was a man who had two sons. Luke 15, 11 to 13. A man had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between, between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. And so the sensual influence has to do with that kind of influence um, that is filled with pleasure. Everyone wants to be um, excited. Everyone wants to make himself happy with the things of the of uh, um, the physical things that we are seeing the materialistic things while living parties drinking alcohol smoking sex all these kind of things it has to do with the sexual things that will please you things that will gratify the flesh that has to do with the sensual influence just as i said i'm going to come back again to teach on that very well this evening and then we come to the worldly or earthly influence, where um, with the worldly and earthly influence is one being able to graduate from the sensual influence. And so the earthly person, okay, is someone who has set his eyes or her eyes on this earth alone. Nothing beyond the earth. There is nothing like heaven and hell. And I was able to use Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And we all know that Lazarus happened to be a poor man whilst the rich man was also living on this earth. The Bible explains that this rich man was dressed in purple, fine linen, and lived in luxury every day. Bible says he lived in luxury every day. 
and at his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. And Bible explains that even the dogs came and licked his sores. Whilst the rich man was enjoying having everything at his disposal, and, um, and, and we got to even see from the passage that there was a time that came that Lazarus died and Lazarus went to heaven. The rich man died also and the rich man went to hell. Now in hell, the rich man was able to have a view of Lazarus and um, um, Abraham who were in heaven. And because of the kind of torment he was going through, he started to beg and plead that Lazarus would just dip his hand in uh, water and just drop it so that the water could fall into a stank so that he could cool his stank. But then Abraham told him that in his lifetime, he received every good thing while Lazarus received bad things. And so now was the time when Lazarus was being comforted. And besides, there, was, there is a big gap, as the Bible says, there is a big gap. And I want you to understand that there is a gap. There is a gap between heaven and hell. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is because at the end of it all, the rich man ended up begging Abraham to send angels to go and tell his five brothers who are still living on earth about heaven and hell. And this explains to us that the rich man was accomplished and had everything at his disposal. And I was telling you last night that it's very, very bad sometimes when you have everything at your disposal because when you have everything at your disposal in life, it's easier for you to forget God. And I use the Israelites as an example. You see, the Israelites, when they were being tormented and oppressed in Egypt, they cried unto the Lord and prayed to God and asked God to help them. God heard their prayers. God showed them signs and wonders and took them out of Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea and in the wilderness, Bible explains that they forgot the Lord and began to worship idols. Why? Because they had gotten what they wanted. And so sometimes <laughs> what you go through in life, it is meant for you to have an experience of how life is in this world and how life is in God. See, let me tell you, you don't need everything at your disposal. You need Jesus. And so, most of the times when you ask something from God and you don't get it, don't complain. Because sometimes God may not give it to you. Because he knows if he gives it to you, you might easily forget him. And so many of us here, we have forgotten God the moment he gave us what we needed. We have forgotten God. Now our attitude, our ways of living towards God has changed completely and that is the earthly influence the worldly influence where people feel like they want to be um, self-accomplished 
self-fulfilled. They want to acquire everything. Remember that the Bible explains that the, the rich man in his lifetime received all the good things. And so because of all the good things that he had received in the life, Bible explains that he spent his time in luxury. Fine linen, dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury. Every day party. Every day inviting people for parties, programs, excitement, accomplished. So because of that, if he didn't even for he didn't even think that there was something like heaven and hell. Oh yes. So having everything at your disposal sometimes can make you forget God. Oh yes. Very, very, very necessary. And I'm going to take my time to teach on that later onwards and probably tomorrow. We move to the next one, which happens to be the devilish influence. You see, one graduates from sensual to earthly, and then from earthly to devilish. Now, let me tell you that devilish influence is related to the influence of devils. And so you see some human beings doing certain things in this world. You don't understand why they are doing so. It is because these people are influenced by devils. Oh, yes. There are some people that are full of pride. Then they, they claim there is no God. And in, in addition to that, they, they have decided to fight against everything related to God. Because they don't believe in God. Such people happen to be influenced by devils. And what I'm saying to you is that you need to be careful that you are not influenced by devils. In Luke chapter 22, verse 3 to 6, Joy, put it here for me. Then Satan entered Judas. Luke 22, 3 to 6. Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the 12. You see, Judas happened to be an apostle. But Bible says that Satan entered him. Judas graduated from being sensual to becoming earthly. And from being earthly to becoming devilish. There was a time in the Bible where the same thing happened to Peter. And Jesus had to rebuke Peter and tell Peter, call Peter, Satan. Look straight into the eyes of Peter and call him Satan. Not that Peter was Satan. No, Peter was Peter. But at that moment, Satan had entered Peter. Oh, yes. And so, because Judas was influenced by the devil, he betrayed Jesus by selling him for some piece of coins. Yes. So, some of us will do anything for money and completely forget God. Some of us will do anything for relationship, completely forget God. Some of us will do anything 
anything for the world and completely forget God. That God is in existence. Some of us will choose to please the world first. Invest in the world first. Do everything for the world first. When we are done, we will join the company of people who are condemning Christians and criticizing Christians and saying a whole lot about Christians. You don't complain when you go for parties and um, in the parties, they do all kinds of things. But you complain when you go to church. You complain when you find yourself in the presence of God. You complain when it has to do with God. Everything that has to do with God, there is something wrong with it. But when it has to do with things of the world, there is nothing wrong in what is being done because these are the things that excite you. Let me tell you, that is an influence. That is an influence. Bible says that Satan had entered Judas and as a result of that, he began to find everything wrong with what Jesus was doing. So Jesus Christ betrayed him and gave him up just for money. Yes. And do you know what happened? The money that he took, when you read the book of Acts, Bible explains that that money that he took, he used it to buy a piece of land and he killed himself on that same land. <laughs> Satan, when he's done using you, he will leave you for you to live in regrets. Yes. So we have the devilish influence where the world today happens to find many people happen to find themselves being influenced by devils. Devils. Yes. Some people are influenced with the spirit of pride. Some people are influenced with the spirit of bitterness. Some people are influenced with the spirit of envy. Some people are influenced with the spirit of greed. And a whole lot of worldly, uh, demonic things. You see, these things are demons. They are spirits. Yes. You, you see, you cannot touch them. You cannot touch envy. You cannot touch greed. They are spirits. They are spirits. And they are demons. Yes. <laughs> spirits. Remember, Paul said that it takes only a little yeast to make the whole batch of dough rise. You start something small and it begins to rise. It begins to rise. It begins to rise. It begins to rise. That is why you have people today who don't believe in God and curse God and speak against God bitterly. That is why you see people today who don't have any fear and reverence for God, but choose to do everything, even in the presence of the Lord. Devilish influence. People who don't see the need to fear God. No, 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 no. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to be afraid of. I remember years ago when the atomic, um, jun uh, um, atomic junction, there was a gas explosion over there. And some videos came out, you know, as at that time I was around East Ligon. So when the um, fires lit up, you know, and, and, the, and I mean the gas with the fire, everything blew. And the skies were full of fire and everything. 
I, I, we could all feel the intensity of the fire, the heat. I was right close around that area. And you could see people running for their lives. Drivers jumping out of their cars. Torture mates leaving even the passengers in the car. They had left the torture. They were running for their lives. And the thing that came into my mind is that, hey, so people don't fear God. People fear fire. People don't fear God. People fear fire. Oh, yes. People fear fire. People were running for their lives. Come and see people falling. Come and see people running. And I remember that I learned there was even a woman that was close, right close around that area. They were in a church or it was with a child, a small girl who got out of the car, ran from that place to Medina before she remembered that, ah, I've left my child in the car. Had to come all the way from Medina to come and pick the child from Atomic. People don't fear God. People fear fire. Their campus students, their sins and the things that they are doing, all the things that they are doing on campus, when they saw the all started running, running for their lives. And then some people were in the shower. When it happened, they said, fire, fire. They got out naked, how to run out of the halls. And they were naked. Fire! People are afraid. God! No one is afraid. Heaven and hell! Oh, Yatiabre, my engine. Oh, yes. And you see people who even claim they came from Christian homes, mocking Christians, saying a whole lot of things, laughing at Christians. When people are going to church, they will laugh at them. Devilish influence. Yes. We will do everything for money. The world today, politics. We have people who do everything for politics. Is do or die. The world today, we have people who do everything for relationship. Everything, everything. <laughs> Devilish influence. Oh, well, that is not what I really want to talk about. We have the last one, which happens to be the godly influence. And I believe that this one is actually distinguished from all the other ones. These other three, which um, are um, sensual, earthly, demonic, or devilish. And so um, we have the godly influence where people are being influenced by the spirit, okay? We talk about the spiritual, and I believe that every Christian here should be influenced by the spirit of the Lord. If you call yourself a Christian, and you are not influenced by the things of God, the spirit, you are influenced by your flesh, you are influenced by devils, you are influenced by the earth, the achievements, the accomplishments, all you want is that on your day of burial, good things will be said about you. There is something wrong. Yes. Because in your lifetime, 
it is not going to be said that you bought 10 cars, you bought 10 houses. No, it is going to be said that you lived this way and that way. When you look through the Bible and you look at the lives of the people that lived in the Bible, you will understand that these people were people that worked with God. When they sinned, they were punished and corrected. And so because of that, they were known as the elders of faith. And you see those who did not have any fear for God, nothing better is said about them. You realize that um, some of them, like Judas Iscariot, like Gehazi, at a point in time, it was being said, it's like, you realize that it's like their life was building up, building up to the extent that their lives were about to blow up to be said that, these people also contributed to the kingdom of God. And then something came up. Everything changed. Oh, yes. And we had some of these things, and still have some of these things happening. Someone like Adolf Hitler happened to go to a Bible school. Adolf Hitler was in a, semi, semi, a seminary, a theologian school. He happened to be a chorister. But Adolf Hitler happened to kill so many people even god's people yes someone that was in the bible school turned out to become a killer of god's people a murderer so let's be careful that we are not influenced by the things of the world but we are rather influenced by the things of god and one way to be influenced by the things of god is the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it's important for you to allow yourself to be taught and brought up in the Spirit because Christianity is spirituality. Christianity is not carnality. Christianity is spirituality. Yes. Bible says in Romans 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, Paul was speaking, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. This is true Christianity. True Christianity is offering yourself as a living sacrifice. And Bible says that, don't conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, don't allow yourself to be influenced by the world. The standard of the world is the sensual influence, the worldly influence, and the devilish influence. Bible says that don't conform to these things, but let God transform you. God is spirit. So the spirit of God will transform you and influence you by renewing your mind. And you see, it all starts with your hearing. And then your, your mind begins to think and imagine and see all these things. Oh, it's nice. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's all right for me to find myself in this situation, hey, whatever the spirit does not agree with, 
you must not agree with because you are a Christian. A believer does not agree with the things of the world. A believer agrees with the things of God. If you are not on God's side, then you are on the side of the devil. It's either these two. One or nothing. If you are not on the side of God, then you're on the side of the devil. Oh, yes. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Anyone that is influenced by the Holy Spirit will begin to see these signs. Anyone that is influenced by the world will also see the signs of the world. Against such, there is no other law. The fruit of the Spirit. What are you influenced by? What is influencing you in this life? What is influencing you? What is influencing you? Now, let me use 10 minutes and then we end to come and talk about the sensual influence. Now, the sensual influence, yesterday I talked about it. Let me talk about it well. It happens to be the one that a lot of people find themselves to be in. Okay? And so, with the sensual influence, you realize that people who are sensual follow their appetites and follow anything they see or like. In other words, such people follow their senses. Okay? That is the sensual influence. They, they follow their senses. They believe that what they are seeing, what they are thinking about is right. Something that will satisfy their appetite. So you realize that people eat too much. Some people, they eat too much. Too much eating. Sens sensual. It's like, we are eating all. We are enjoying ourselves after all. It is life. It's been more penum, kebab, sausage, gizzard. They be no more in them. And numb and numb and numb. Pleasure. Pleasure. It's been drinks. Alcohol. They be no more They spend their time in pleasure. Pleasure. Oh, yes. Pleasure. A lot of everything. A lot of sleeping. A lot of eating. Some people, they have lots of sex. Ajua. Ama, Abina, Akosia, Omuni now, your mother, Ifia, Presla, Nana, Sweetie, Lovey, Hey, Omuni now, your mother, Yes, Kwame, Kwesi, Yao, Kofi, Kwejo, Kwabena, 
Domina Prince Charles. Jeremy. Justice. Joseph. J. Fonny no Nimamo. Ubusan about Bumin in Adiama. The J's. A lot of sex. Say, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying life. Yes. I remember a story shared by a man of God concerning um, this lady who came to him and told him that he said, Pastor, I've been having sex with different, different guys. And um, I feel it is normal, you know. And, and this same person will come and sit there on a Sunday church. Say, um, um, the only thing I need to do is that after the sex, I'll just go and wash my under, you know, wash my private part with hot water. And it will remove every um, impurity from there. Hey, sleeping with different guys, the only thing, just wash your under with hot water. That's all. So the place has become motorway. Every car is passing there. Sensual. Things that excite people. Yes. And you realize that usually many of the people that find themselves in this situation are young people. And that is why in Ecclesiastes 12, Bible will tell you that remember the Lord in the days of your youth. Before the evil day comes. The evil day is the day when you don't have pleasure in all these things again. See, when you are young, everything of yours is, um, I mean, your hormones are very strong. You have feelings. You are excited by everything. But in these times, your excitement should be channeled on the things of God and not the things of the world. Sensual. Yes. Some people end up becoming drug dealers, we smokers. Some people end up um, 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 trying to do everything for money, love of money, greed. Just on one will not take your time and allow God to shape you and establish you, but rather choose to fight for things that are in the world. Sensual. Want to enjoy the pleasures in the world. Oh, yes. So you see some of the challenges of a sensual person um, that goes against a, the person's spirituality. Okay? Is that a sensual person, number one, struggles to know God because it is not easy to know somebody who cannot, you cannot see. The essential person has their mindset, which happens to be a challenge, okay? That it's not easy to know someone that you cannot see. Like, that, that essential person has it in his mind that, ah, they said there is God. So, who is God at all? One of them happened to be like um, um, Thomas. You know, because I haven't seen God. I haven't seen God, so because of that, I, I, I don't really believe it. Where is God? Okay, so, 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 so if God is existing, where is he? They said heaven and hell is true. So where is heaven? Where is hell? Please explain to me. This is the essential person. Yes. Just thinking about what I'll eat and drink and the things that are around me in my eyes. 
Nothing spiritual. No, 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 no. No. Yes. And so, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter the number 5, verse 7. Um, Bible says that or say, for we live by believing and not by seeing. You see, a spiritual person, unlike the sensual person, does not believe because he sees. No, 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 no. He believes even though he has not seen. And I have been able to explain to you earlier on the previous messages I preached that you don't have to see before you believe. You believe before you see. So sensual people only want to see. I want to see with my eyes, Ghani, Ghani, before I believe that God is real. These are sensual people. Number two is that a sensual person struggles to know God because it is not easy to know someone who is not physical. So you see, the sensual person, he does things um, 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 based on the, the, the materialistic things that is around him. Physical things, things I can touch, things I can feel, my feelings, my, 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 the people around, my family, my loved ones. Sensual, a sensual person is always surrounded by these people. Yes, not spiritual. Always the people that are around me. But you see, John 4 verse 24, Bible says that God is spirit. Yes, God is spirit. God is not in the flesh. He is spirit. And that is what the Bible says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You don't relate your Christianity to your, your carnality. No. Christianity is all about spirituality. But with the sensual person, everything is like, oh, let me feel. Let me touch. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hold. Let me grab. That is a sensual person. Physical. Or nothing. Number three. Essential person struggles to know God because it is not easy to know someone who does not answer. So that essential person has the mindset that, ah, God cry, doesn't answer my prayer. So why is it I'm even worrying myself? If God really exists, he should have answered my prayers. That is the essential person. Oh, yes. And so, the essential person does not really have that kind of faith in God. He, they're always struggling with the faith because that person has the mindset that, well, whatever I'm doing, God is not involved. I mean, God, can God really hear me? Can, if God can hear me, why is it that he's not speaking to me? So as a result of that, that person does things based on what he believes in. I mean, I believe in hard work. I believe in strength, my strength. I believe in uh, my doings. I believe that once you're living in this life, you need to achieve and work out for your own good, else you suffer in this life. All these things may be true, but if your Christian life is missing in this, you are lost. You are lost. 
Hebrews 11 verse 6, Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe first that God exists. But a sensual person does not believe in the existence of God because he cannot see God. Yes. And he, that person has that thing in the mindset that, well, I mean, God cannot answer me. If God really exists, God should have answered me. Bible says that whoever that wants to come to him must believe that he exists first and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So if your mindset is all about, oh, let me, let me, let me hear him first before I believe in him, maybe you will die before even realizing that God really existed. Let's be careful. Number five, essential person struggles to know God because, is it number four? Essential person struggles to know God because it is not easy to know someone through a representative. So as a pastor, essential person will look at, let's say that you, you call yourself a pastor. And you are talking about Jesus all the time. Now, Jesus in the crowd, who that? This essential person. Where is Jesus? Where is God? Who created God? The essential person. Yes. Silly questions. Who created God? Where is God? Where is Jesus? They said Jesus died on the cross. Which cross is that? What shows that that is the cross? They said judgment day will come. What's the date? Date of judgment day, you know. Who is, who, is, who is God's father? Who is God's mother? Yesu, Yesu. How God does not have a wife. So how come God was able to give birth to Jesus? Silly questions. Sensual person. Yes. Sensual person believes that um, has the mindset that pastor says that God says we should sow seed. Pastor says that God says we should give offering. When did God come and tell pastor? Pastor, has the pastor seen God before that? God will come to you and come and tell you to sow seed. Hey! Sensual. Sensual. Yes. A sensual person even when you are prophesying to that person, that person is, is trying to analyze the prophecy. He, did, where did he go and get the information? Who does he know that I know? Essential person. That is the person. That's going to take some medicine and he's using it. Nowadays, they said these people have come a lot. You have been able to believe in the medicine of fetish priests, but you were not able to believe in the medicine of God. I'm ending. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20. Bible says that we are Christ's ambassadors. God, or, or we are representatives of Christ. So as a Christian, as a believer, remember that you are representative of Christ. God is making his appeal through us. 
We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. Mr. Mrs. Sensual, come back to God. Come back to God. And then finally, a sensual person struggles to know God because it is not easy to imagine how someone is when he is very different from you. God is different from us. Oh, yes. And so it becomes very, very difficult for us to imagine how God is. Oh, yes. Some of us have wild imaginations about God when we hear about him. The essential person has it in mind that God is an old man, a kokra, with a walking stick. <laughs> That's the essential person for you. The essential person has not seen God before, but would design a picture or draw someone and say that this is God. So let me worship him as a sensual person. Oh, yes. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, Bible says that we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given unto us. As believers, understand me. God has given you his spirit. Anyone that does not have the spirit of God is a sensual person. And so it is time for you to allow yourself to be influenced by God. Many of us have allowed ourselves to be influenced by the things of the world, which did not do us any good. It is time to come home. It is time for you to allow yourself to be led by the Spirit of God. Christianity is not about feelings. Christianity is not about what you, you think, what you perceive to be right about the world and what every motivational speaker is saying. That is not Christianity. Christianity is spirituality. Christianity is filled with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience. I don't know if you're listening to me. Long-suffering, patience, self-control. I mean, tolerance, the long-suffering. Um, I mean, patience. Humility, you know, gentleness, and against such there is no other law. Make yourself a godly person. Allow yourself to be influenced by the things of God. Allow yourself to be influenced by the Spirit. And stop being led by your physical needs. It doesn't take you anywhere. It rather even destroys you and kills you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. I want us to lift our voice. One prayer point and then we come to the end of the meeting. We are thanking the Lord. And we are also praying. We are saying that God, take everything that is of me. And give me everything that is of you. Give me your spirit. And renew my mind. 
in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and begin to thank God and pray this prayer. Thank you, Lord. This is Kofi K, and it's a blessing to know you are here. Kindly subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Addict on Android Play Store. Also, follow my page on Instagram and Facebook with the same name, and I'll be glad to hear from you. Stay safe, and God bless you.